Logic Podcast. I'm your host, Navy SEAL motivational speaker, best-selling author for kids and adults, human performance coach, YouTube personality, and podcast host, David Rutherford. Now, for the past 25 years, I've been exploring and researching the human condition in my attempt to discover what enables individuals and teams to succeed in every environment imaginable. What I've discovered are some undeniable truths about what drives humans to succeed and fail physically, mentally, and spiritually. I call these discoveries the frog logic concepts. My podcast has one mission, and that's to help you ignite the fire in your gut so you too can lead an ultra-motivated, purposeful life like I do. So stand by. It's time to get motivated. Hoo-yah! Liar, racist, socialist, evangelic, free speech, ah, second amendment, conservative, democrat, it's time for a revolution! And halt, knuckleheads. Everybody out there, it's time to take a little break, all right? WTF, America, what the heck is going on out there? Why is everybody so fired up? Why is everybody just ready to, to just burn the house down, to, to, and to and, you know, up the stakes every time you turn around? What's going on out there? Tell me, please, because I want to know, because I'm a dude who understands anger, man. Trust me. Try becoming a Navy SEAL and not having anger be a, a regular part of your cornflakes every day. Try going to war and not being angry. Try having your friends get killed and not being angry. Trust me, I get anger. But one thing that is definitely starting to get under my skin a little bit is what the heck, why are American politics making everyone so angry right now? That's what today's show is all about, right? Today's title, today's show... This whole episode on the Frog Logic podcast, which is show number five, by the way, you can check them out on my website at teamfroglogic.com. Just look under radio show podcasts and you can check it out. Uh, you know, I, I a while back, I switched over from Navy SEAL Radio. So if you were a, a longtime listener on Navy SEAL Radio, which is available on iTunes, on my, on my, uh, uh, on my website, uh, on our new website, by the way, I just released and put it out there. Everybody check it out, please. Uh, you can you can listen to all the shows. I got like 85 shows, over a million downloads. And, and I switched over to create the Frog Logic podcast because I really wanted to break free of, of just the one, you know, the concepts that were a derivative of, of my militaristic experience. But, you know, a lot of those shows are motivational in its core, but I needed to really have some space. And that's what Frog Logic is all about. It's about, you know, the motivational drivers that exist within the human condition. And I'll tell you what, one of those drivers right now that's getting people emotionally charged are American politics. And what we're seeing is we're seeing anger starting to flare. So today's show is all about anger in American politics. Now, you know, the the real question you have to go is, 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 is this real? Is this anger real? Is it, is it, where is it coming from, right? And what is it doing to all of us? And what's our future look like? 
Because that's a big thing to understand. When you're dealing with people that are are, are this angry and this fired up and 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 ready to, you know, to to halt free speech and ready to to get into fights and do aggravated assault one another to to break down other people's rights and to, you know, for you know, just this aggression that's coming out, man. In the greatest country in the world, by the way, who has the greatest political system, by the way. And I've been around, man. I've been to a bunch of countries around the world where there ain't, this doesn't exist, man. This doesn't exist. You can't have, you know, such diametrically opposed views come together and, and have this wonderful election and, and come together and, and, and vote for somebody in office, man. But I'll tell you what. The, the vibe out there right now, the energy that's flowing from the political atmosphere is starting to get a little unnerving, man. People are starting to get fed up and they're, they're, not, they're not engaging in the process in a, in a focused or rational or normal or civil or whatever kind of way you want to talk about, man. People are starting to get ugly. Now, I'm not going to lie. There's a, certain, there's a certain aspect of me that's like, you know what? Hey, yeah. Let, and I'll talk about that in the future that, you know, this is part of it. This is part of us, who we are. It's definitely part of human condition, for sure. And I, so that's where I figured we'd start, right? We'd, I want to start in talking about anger. Because that's what we need to understand. What this whole, this whole thing is and where it comes from or whatever. So what I always typically do is I like to go find a definition that, you know, we can all get on the same track. You might not agree with it, but I don't care. If you do agree or just whatever, it just gets your whole mind starting going, right? All right? This is cool. All right, so here we go. This is based off of Wikipedia, my favorite starting point. And if you hate Wikipedia, you know, I don't care. You, you got too much anger over something nonsense. You know, here, if you want if you want to comment on this show later on, send in your own definition of it out there. But right now, we're going to start here with this. So anger or wrath, as per Wikipedia, is an intense emotional response. It's a normal emotion that involves a strong, uncomfortable, and emotional response to a perceived provocation. Often, it indicates when one's personal boundaries are violated. Some have learned tendency to react to anger through retaliation. Anger might be utilized effectively by setting, ba- by setting boundaries or escaping from dangerous situations. Some people describe anger as a normal emotion that involves a strong, uncomfortable, or emotional response to a perceived provocation. Provocation. They doubled that up again. That's the problem sometimes. Uh, Raymond uh, Novico from UC Irvine, who since 1975 has published a plethora of literature on the subject, stratified anger into three modalities, cognitive or appraisals, somatic, affective, tension and agitations, and behavioral withdrawal and antagonism. William DeFore, an anger management writer, described anger as a pressure cooker. We can only apply pressure against our anger for a certain amount of time until it explodes. <laughs> All right, this thing goes on and on, and, I, and I'd, I'd highly recommend you, you check it out. It talks about our physiological responses with adrenaline, noradrenaline, noradrenaline and all the triggers, the fight or flight, and all these things. And really, it's a derivative of, of, of how we process fear, man. All right. That's that's what this is all about. Anger is a derivative of a, a reaction to fear. And I've spent I'll tell you what, I've spent so many, so many years dealing and, and researching fear. Man, it's crazy. 
literally researched the exact topic for almost two years as I was formulating my concept, you know, one of the core frog logic concepts, which is teaching people to embrace fear. And if you want to know more about that, I got a truckload of YouTube videos on, on the concepts. I did a bunch of other shows on it on uh, Navy SEAL radio, a whole series, six series, six hours of show about embracing your fear and how you deal with it. But this is all about that. Anger is a, is a response to your fear, right? When you're afraid, you're going to do a couple things, man. You're either going to curl up in a ball, you're going to move away from it, which is what most normal people, they try and compartmentalize their fear and they don't want to acknowledge it or they try and deny it. Or, or you're going you're gonna to bow up. You're going to let that posture come at you. You're going to try and react. You're going you're gonna to fight whatever's making you afraid. You're going to try and put it down or change it through power or, or you know, the, in the distribution of power. And, and you know, you're going to use these, these tools that you've learned, you know, culturally from where you grew up, from your, your upbringing or through your organizations or, or what your current environment is or, you know, or, or maybe what you've learned through your own trauma, man. That's where this stuff comes from. You're afraid, all right? I'm gonna fight it. I'm gonna get angry, you know. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna and I'm gonna react. I'm gonna lash out in some type of of way that affects other people. And that's that's the deal, right there, man. That's how it works. And if you don't believe me, just do the research on it, man. It's one of the emotions out there. That's just it's part of who we are and what we do. It ain't going on anywhere. So it, it's good to good to understand it right and all the different types of anger whether it's passive anger aggressive anger right there's there's all different these types of things as you know understanding it cognitively how it starts how it erupts the different you know pre you know the pre-crisis indicators of your anger how to uh, be emotionally intelligent with your anger your coping strategies you know all these different kinds of things that you can talk about and 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 trust me we've been studying this stuff for for eons man i mean and as long as human beings have have been <laughs> getting into it one another anger is a part of it it's built into our our consciousness our subconsciousness it's built into our ego it's it's just a part of us so you have to realize that anger is a part of who you are and there's no denying it you know, you find me a human being that just lacks all, that doesn't have anger, and, I, and I'm going to say, all right, that's a cool robot. Where'd they come from, right? But, you know, if you're honest and you recognize, man, anger is a, is a huge part of your life. For some more than others. <laughs> all right, so that's anger. I hope you're digging that. I hope you're tracking on what I'm talking about. You know, all right, now, what what role, I want you to ask you another question. What role does anger play in your life? Seriously, how often does anger come out of your into your life? Do you get anger once a day? Do you get anger, angry when you wake up late? Do you get angry when your socks aren't dry or your shirt isn't, your shirt's wrinkled? Or do you get angry when you can't find your keys? Do you get angry on your route into work? Do you get angry when the coffee's cold at work or you don't, you have to stand in line at Starbucks? Do you get angry when someone cuts you off, you flip them off? Do you get angry when you're at work and you're getting screwed over for a position or you're doing, you're working hard than someone else? Do you get angry at lunch when you can't go to your favorite restaurant? because you don't make enough money seriously does that sound normal does that sound normal to you well unfortunately man that's pretty normal in people's lives 
And and the more we live in a society where anger is fed to us, spoon fed, spoon fed to us on a regular basis through all these different types of of outlets that are that are literally being rammed down our throats. Right? Look at the movies. Go to the movie. What what are you watching right now? What 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 are the great movies out there? Is anger involved? Absolutely. It's a huge part of developing movies. How about on TV? Anger, you know, conflict. Man, I man, I'm I'm working right now on developing a, a screenplay with a friend, and she's this awesome screenplay writer. And and you know, she says one of the main things in all Hollywood or TV is there's gotta be confrontation in every single scene. So that's a formula of how things are being distributed. What about music? Listen to your music, man. Is there anger in your music? So anybody out there that's preaching to you that anger, being angry on a regular basis ain't normal, they're not normal, (laughs) right? They're trying to sell you this mystical place where anger doesn't play a big role in our lives. And it's just not true. So now that you're getting that and you recognize that that's the case, maybe we can start addressing this in a whole different way, right? And why politics inflames our anger to heightened levels, <laughs> to levels where we literally are, are uh, you know, finding ourselves swearing at, at our, our computer screen or we have to turn the news because we can't take it anymore. Or we we sit there and we spend, I don't know, an hour or two hours a day online bashing our friends and their political beliefs. Or or are we screaming at people that are, you know, we're going to rallies or or all these things and we're just in each other's face just screaming and it's who can scream louder because that person wins. Right? Is that how it works? The person who can incite more inflammatory anger is the person who will win? (laughs) Well, let me tell you about the human condition and how we function, man. There's a certain power that comes within being able to shut someone down out of fear. Trust me, I know, man. You try pointing a gun at somebody, they'll do whatever they want, whatever you want them to do, pretty much. You shoot that gun at them, they're also going to be freaked out. Same goes for you. Someone starts shooting at you, man. Guess what? Well, that's where we're at, man. We're at we're at people exercising their their power, their posture through their anger, their political anger right now. And these politics and and the angry politics that we're seeing, man, these are these are what we do. This is how humans, you know, interact with one another. And it's just, uh, you know, that's the way it is, you know, and our perceived social climate right now is on fire. There's a lot of people out there that feel wronged, right? There's a lot of people out there that, uh, feel like something's being taken away from them. And, 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 and because of that, guess what? We subdue our, 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 (laughs) our civility. (laughs) <laughs> we subdue our calmness. We subdue, we, you know, hell, we, we won't subdue it. We outright throw it out the window, right? 
We just want to get into it, man. We want to hear ourselves scream, Ah, go to hell! You don't know what the hell you're talking about! Oh, no! You go to hell! You're you're just a liar! Everybody's a liar! And they're inciting violence! And I hatred! And, and they're bigots! And they're racist! And, and everybody just want, you know, fight and fight! But yet, you shut up! And I don't want to hear you! You don't know! It's crazy town, right? What happened to legitimate conversations? Bringing the facts to the table. Are we capable of that anymore? Have we ever been capable of that? Now, here's where we're going to shift the conversation a little bit. All right? Let me tell you why. Because all you got to do is just take 30 minutes out of your day and type in on Google, just Google it, right? the top 10 most controversial elections in U.S. history. Seriously. You want to understand that what you're doing ain't new. (laughs) You want to understand that this is a part of of who we are. It's a part of American politics. All you got to do is look it up, man. It's been there since the beginning. Right? Let's just start with the Continental Congress. You know what? Those cats fought with each other for years trying to figure out how to bring us together, right? But you know what happened, man? As we were fighting the, 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 the greatest you know, military power in the world on, on almost nothing, just on heart alone, fighting for our right to exist, our freedom of expression, our freedom of religion, we the people, man, we, we were up for the contest. And that's when those cats got together and they worked together and they came up with a consensus, an idea, and they drafted that beautiful document, the Declaration of Independence. Now tell me, when, when was the last time, when was the last time you read that sucker? Tell me. When was the last time that you actually got in there, dug into it, and... and and, and really wanted to understand it. Hmm? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's been a while. Right? Maybe you haven't done it. Maybe you've never read it. Is, is, that, is that the case? Huh? That's pretty sad. If you haven't. Huh? And let me just read off the first, the first part for you. Just so you get in the mood. Right? The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent Respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, there's some pretty... uh. There's some anger behind those words, wasn't there? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. 
This is from the beginning. You know, you want to fast forward to another crazy one? Just look at the the election of 1800 between Jefferson, Burr, Adams, and Hamilton. I mean, you had a three-way tie, right? And this was before the 12th Amendment got, got put in there. And what happened is they, you know, they had to go to, you know, Congress to figure it out. And this cat Hamilton, who was the leader of the Federals, came in and this dude hated Adams. Right. So he he campaigned against them and picked the lesser of the three evils, which was Jefferson, who won. And back then it was the the vice, the this guy in second got vice president. So Burr got second. You know what the kooky thing about this whole thing is? You want to talk about confrontation and ang- anger? Right after this, Burr and Hamilton got into a dispute and Burr killed Hamilton in a duel. That's pretty angry, man. That's pretty aggro. (laughs) I mean, that's as aggro as it gets, right? How about 1824? John Quincy Adams, William Crawford, Henry Clay, and Andrew Jackson. Now, this one was a doozy, man. You had these cats. They all got together, right? And they... You know, they went in and and Jackson was had he was ahead with the, the popular vote and he had the most uh, delegates. Right. And the electoral votes. But guess what? He didn't have the majority. He didn't have the majority. So they took this cat. They went to Congress and Congress who didn't like him. They said, well, we're, we're going to look at this. We're going to do this. Um, we're going to do this a little. You know, three-finger Monty little game going on there, right? <laughs> Next thing you know, John Quincy Adams is the winner. And 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 Andrew Jackson storms out and says, you know, this is this is the corrupt bargain it was titled. You know, he ended up coming back and kicking butt, but that was pretty corrupt. How about this one? Maybe you've forgotten this one. How about 1860? Abraham Lincoln, Stephen Douglas, John Breckinridge, and John Bell. Now listen, the country was so jacked up at the time. There was so much anger that the South had been threatening war as far back as, you know, what, 1856 and that election, which ended up getting their guy in office, and now it was even contentious. Let me put it this way. Abraham, it was so contentious that Abraham Lincoln wasn't even on the Southern state's ballot. That's pretty contentious, man. And as a result of that one, guess what? Civil War. Civil War. Now, you don't get much angrier than that. Where something like one-sixteenth of every American was killed fighting each other. Civil War. Maybe you've forgotten your history. You forgot the magnitude of what anger can do. Because we just really haven't seen it or you haven't lived it. Maybe in your protected world, you just don't realize that this is woven into the fabric of our American politics. Now, maybe something a little bit closer for those of you who are a little bit older in my, you know, in my generation, a little bit more, 1968. What was going on then? Height of the Vietnam War, right? The countercultural revolution. Peace, love, and happiness or hippiness? Bullshit. You know what was going on there? Revolution, man. Internal. People were sick and tired. They didn't believe in it. They didn't figure we needed to stem the the tide of, of communism. They didn't think it was real. 
They thought all the fat cats and 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 military the military industrial complex was just sending men to their deaths just for the fun of it. You want to talk contention? You want to talk anger? What happened during the '68 campaign? Huh? Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, assassinated. He was in the lead too during the Democratic primaries. Assassinated. After his brother had already been assassinated. Anger. 1963, right? John F. Kennedy, assassinated. His brother, a few years later, assassinated. You know, after that, Martin Luther King, assassinated. That's heavy, man. That's anger. That's what unchecked anger brings you. You flame that, you fl- you flame that fire. You fan that fire. You get it going. So what ended up happening? It was Nixon versus Humphreys. Two establishment candidates. Nixon went into office and continued the Vietnam War until 19, you know, until he left office in 72. Modern era. 2000. Bush goal. Bush Gore. Right? The hanging Chad. Contentious. Hatred. All this nonsense. 9-11 happened right after that. Lettison changed the whole fabric of our society. Right? 2008. How about this one? 2008. After being completely immersed in war fatigue and the hammering we were getting in Iraq. Well, we had changed it a little bit by then. And all of a sudden this cat comes around and starts preaching hope and change. And the first black president. That was pretty powerful. And we saw this wonderful unification. I mean, he got an amazing, he turned it around, right? He brought a lot of people together, talked about this unification, transparency, all this stuff, man. And people jumped on board with him. But what happened right after? Conflict, anger, you know? That's what this is about. 2016, presidential anger, presidential election. Ask yourself, is the anger that you're seeing on TV, is it real? Is it real? Or is it being created to inspire fear in you? Right? Are these campaigns, listen, do you think that the people in these campaigns don't sit around and say, how do we incite more of the riots? How do we incite more of the candidates? How do we get people fired up? You don't think that's part of it? Or are these 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 PACs, these super PACs? Or how about all these secret meetings of the world's biggest, most powerful people coming together to try and really kind of distort the democratic process? We don't like this guy, so we're going to stop him. Right? Although the way we're campaigning, the way we're spreading... The way we're talking is is all good to go. We can say this sort of thing. We can do this, but they're they're bad. They're 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 bad people. They're horrible for America. Well, ask yourself this, man. What what inspires a person to want to run for presidency? The presidency. What inspires people to want to be in politics? Is it the servitude? Or is it the power? Right? 
Ask yourself, what's the most power power you've ever had? Did you did you wield it in in a in a civil, right, humble, honorable, integrity kind of way, or, or did you abuse it? Have you ever had somebody that had power over you abuse it? Listen, let me tell you what. You know, the next question you got to ask yourself is is Or is it really because Americans are really angry right now? Are they fed up? Are you fed up? Because I think it's both. Right? I think that these political campaigns, this is what they do, man. They get, they they tap into people's emotions. They, they, They craft messages. They get on the stand and they fire people up. And I love it, man. I love it. I love to see people excited about this, the poli- the politics going on. What I don't like is that they allow their anger to become aggressive and they allow their anger to distort, you know, the, the laws and they and to break down what makes the country great. But I'll tell you what, it's both. And anger is a part of the American political culture. That's right. You are not going to have American politics ever that does not have anger as a part of it. And to assume that that any one or the other are 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 intentionally, you know, preying on on fear and anger and and hatred, you you know what? You, you don't need to make that assumption. It's happening. And you're allowing it. Now, I'm not going to hammer you on that because I think it's a part of it. And it's a part of you, right? <laughs> because every so often in our nation's history, because of, uh, you know, the events, the, the times, the, the political nate structure, the, the financial place we're at, the, the growth, the, the stagnant growth, whatever you want to say, the haves, the haves, nots, all that stuff is relevant. But every so often, anger becomes a big part of the American culture, too. They become one and the same. They meld, right? They mesh together. So where politics are angry, American culture is angry, people are just angry. Well, you know, what are you passionate about? Are these issues driving you to be angry? Are they driving you to stand up for what you believe in? Are they driving you to lash out in an, in, a, in a in a in a mean way to your facebook friends or are you bringing the issues are you trying to have an uh, you know engaging you know contentious political debates with people are you are you trying to 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 you know per, you know put your argument forward to help people see where you're coming from or is it always just, you know what? F you. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, is, is that where our civil society is going? You know, the challenge is, is that we want to stand up for our beliefs and we want to stand up for, you know, our thoughts and why we're angry and we want to get it off our chest and all this. But how are you doing it? How are you doing that? 
you know, and what's it going to look like in the future here, man? You know, what, 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 you know, because when you become passionate about, right. And and listen, listen, I, I love it, man. And, and I, I, I love, you know, going through all the different sites of watching Fox news and then watching BBC, you know, or, or CNN and then MSNBC and all these pundits. Uh, there's a great show on Showtime called the circus, uh, that, that these guys, they cover, uh, from realpolitics.com, they cover, they've been covering the election and these guys are great, great ideas. And they cover every, every delegate. And, you know, it's interesting to listen to these people. And I think one of the things is, is, you know, you have to start to, you know, recognize that what you got out there is what you got, you know, and, and you got two choices. You can participate in the political process in, in an active way by getting behind a candidate, campaigning for them, trying to understand how they might be beneficial or non-beneficial, you know, you, you, and understand your, your opponents, what they're, what they're behind, what they're, you know, what their, their main focus is going to be on and, and, and how you think they're going to run based on what you've seen in the past. And one of the challenges we got going on now is Trump is this big unknown. And I think he's shaking up, shaking up the landscape, the political landscape. And, and you know, to, but to say that the guy intentionally incites anger is, is to say, well, guess what? The American culture is, uh, you know, as feeble, you know, has feeble minds and can be influenced at, at the drop of the hat. Listen, what people are already pissed. And he's tapping into it. And that's why he's crushing people. But you're going to blame him for that when when other people are doing the same thing. Bernie. You know, feel the burn. What's feel burn talking about? Here's a guy that's been in the political infrastructure for God knows how long. And he's sparking up the youth, the millennials, and sparking up the have-nots. Hey, we're going to give you, we're going to get you there. We're going to give you what you deserve, what's rightfully yours. From all these wealthy people who didn't earn it, they just preyed on you. That's not insightful. Don't even get me started on the other side. I mean, just I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on and on on both sides. Let me tell you what. Here's what you got to do, because this is what the future looks like for us. This is it. Right? It's just going to be more and more and more angry. Now, hopefully, you know, we don't come down to where we're in 1968 anymore. Where people are getting assassinated. We're having riots in the streets. We're camping, you know. You know, hopefully we don't get like that, but we're, we're, we're definitely reaching that. Because you look at what happened in Chicago and what look at happened in Arizona and the fact that people believe it's, it's, it's okay to stop someone's, someone else's right to speak. Because that's what this is all coming down to. That's what the real challenge is. And if you think that your actions by stopping someone else's ability to openly express and run for the presidency, if you think you stopping them isn't just going to 
intensify the oppositions and make other people, you know, look at you and discuss. If you don't think that, if you think that that's not going to happen, then you, you know, again, you're probably hitting that crack pipe more than you like. Listen, people are angry. Democracy and the democratic process are are once again under siege. People feel like it's okay to say, you know what? I don't like what that person stands for, so I'm going to shut them up. And then I win. I win. You can't speak and I win. Listen, here, here's the deal. Right? You, you don't have to vote for anybody you don't want to vote for. Seriously. And you can go out there and campaign against them. You can pitch your argument to other people. But I'll tell you what, if you're going to get in the fight, you're going to get in there and you're going to start using that power that you believe that is 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 granted to you by the Declaration of Independence, right? <laughs> you know, that, that to be American means to stand up, to rise up, and to revolt. Well, guess what? You're revolting against the process. And if you want to you wanna lay siege to that, there are just as many people or probably more on the other side that hold, you know, those rights dear to their hearts as well, too. So you've got to fight on your hands, man. Now, I'm not saying you should give up. You, I mean, I'm saying hold hard on your beliefs, your principles, your ideas. Really hold on to those things because those, those are important things. But I tell you what. If you're going to rise up and you're going to fight against a system that's supposed to be supportive of your voice and the other guy's voice and contort or distort or to muddy the the demo, you know the democratic waters then guess what's going to happen? There's going to be more anger. Right? Now what I'm 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 100% in in definite I support that you should use everything within your power. You know, everything within your physical, mental, and emotional power and within the law to fight for what you believe in. Right? I I went overseas many many times as a SEAL medic and as a contractor and working for the government many many times so you had that right and I want you to Man, that's the beauty of America. That's the beauty of this political process and this this ability to bring these, you know, all these different ideas clashing together. You know? To feel alive, to feel the beauty of America and what, what's so great about it. But I'll tell you what. You know, once you cross that line, it's very difficult to come back. And history will repeat itself. All right? I think you need to understand that. History will repeat itself. And you'll be a part of that process. You'll be a part of that repetitive history, or that repetitive anger, that confrontation, that battle. And how you participate in that is, is, is you know, is, is very easy. I, you know, I, I'd love to see... 5,000 people on either side of the aisle, you know, just standing up for what they believe. But when you start coming across and getting into other people's, you know, into their, 
<laughs> into their rallies, into their thing, and you start just being disruptive. And, you know, that's your intention. Man. And this is the intention out there. If you think it's not, and you think they have every right to do it, then ask yourself, hey, guess what? Then, then I'm free game for the same and equal action on the other side. And But unfortunately, the way anger works and the way power and the way all this stuff works, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the one-ups and the one-ups and the one-ups. Until before you know it, blows are being thrown. And what happens then? What happens when people start hitting each other? Boy, those fingers start getting pointed, don't they? See what they did? They're inciting hatred. They're racist. They're bigots. See what they did? <laughs> Guess what, man? Once a blow gets thrown on either side, everybody's at everybody's guilty. Nobody's clean. Nobody's innocent. And to think if you bring anger to the party, you're not you're innocent too? Wrong. The moment you lose your civil liberty, <laughs> the moment you you suspend your pursuit of happiness <laughs> and you start to throw off the oppression through nasty words on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, or you you know in your in your office or at your dinner tables. And guess what? It's game on, man. And you're stepping into something that's been a part of the American culture since the beginning. It's not new. And that's where it is. That's what the future's looking for like for us. You know, in my opinion, this is one of the things that makes America really great too. It really is, right? Is this political process. Other places out there, you know what they would have is the person who was in charge would just come in and and they would, you know, raise the army. They come in, they just start killing people. And, or they take their political opponents like in Russia and they throw them into jail, into gulags. Or they'd have them assassinated. We've done it too, right? We've done it too, man. <laughs> We're we're not squeaky clean by any stretch, but I'll tell you what, in the grand scope of 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 power and the power struggle around the world, our process seems to to work the best. You know, it's the closest thing, the fair we got. Is it a hundred percent fair? Now. But what utopic world are you living in? It's the best thing going out there right now. I'll tell you what, is is any, either one of these people, once they get in office, are they going to destroy your livelihood? Are they going to destroy America? I think there are a lot of people out there who believe they each other are. You know? Is, is that how it works? You know? It, it's tough, man. Listen, I'm, I'm not saying this is all easy. At all. All right, I'm not. I'm, but you know, by denying the fact that this is part of our culture, this anger, to say that there's some nirvana or utopic society that exists that was once in America is just asinine. 
you know, the real key to this whole thing is, is for you to acknowledge why you're afraid, to be honest and truthful with it. What, what are you afraid of? And is your, is your fear justified? Or is it based on a sound clip or some past Super PACs video that puts out? You know, is that where it comes from? Where is your information coming from? And have you vetted it? Or are you just like, what's his name? You know, what old Rush calls drive-by media snippets throwing down people's throats. Is that how it works? Where are you so close-minded? You just know 100% that the opposition, no matter what, that they are full of it. And it's going to be horrible. Because if that's the case, then man, stand up for what you believe in. But don't do it in a way that jacks up the Constitution. Don't do it in a way that denigrates our civil society. Because if you do, then guess what? Stand by for the clash. Stand by for the anger. Stand by for, you know, it'll escalate, man. That's just how we function. It's how we work. What I recommend you do is you learn to embrace your fear a little bit better. You get out there, you do your research, you understand what's happening to you, how people are trying to manipulate you. You you have that in line. You understand American politics. You understand how things are going. You understand how, who's going to affect the world focus and all that. And then you get out there and you do what you can, which is vote. That's right. You don't go punching people. You don't go doing any of this. You don't do that. You don't jump on board. You don't throw stones. You don't call your friends out for being idiots. (laughs) What you do is you vote. And if the opportunity arises where you have a legitimate conversation with the opposition or someone from the opposition, pitch your argument in 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 a decent way, in a way that's civil. Hell, set some guidelines for a debate for one another. You know, if you think there's someone on the other side that really needs to be in it, then have a debate and and lay some ground rules. (laughs) Lay some dinner table ground rules, man. That's how this whole thing works. So when you think about anger in American politics, yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's a part of it. And, and anger in American society? Absolutely. It's a part. Every There's always going to be people angry, especially in politics. It's just part of the process. You know, the solution comes on how you're going to act, how you're going to embrace your fear and what you're going to do. Are you going to maintain? Are you going to stand up in a legitimate law-abiding way? Are you going to go out there and wreak havoc? Are you going to get out there and vote? Or are you going to get out there and you're going to disrupt the vote? It's pretty simple. You know, one of the things, man, I just love about doing the Frog Logic podcast. And, and I love the fact that I'm getting such great response. I'm stoked everybody liked the last one, right? 
I really dig that. And, you know, hopefully you can keep following. Tell your friends out there about the Frog Logic podcast, about me. Send them to, you know, www.teamfroglogic.com. That's teamfroglogic.com. Have them follow me on on Facebook, uh, Team Frog Logic, on Instagram, at Team Frog Logic, on Twitter, at Team Frog Logic. And because I put out mo- daily motivational doses. And I give great motivational speakers. If you or your organization is looking for somebody that has the kind of insight I do, which is based on 25 years of exploring and researching the human condition, really understanding how we succeed in every environment and how we fail too, right? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to deny that failure is a huge part of, of all culture and team. You know, if you want to understand this stuff, then check me out to watch my YouTube videos, order my book, self-confidence, you know, forging self-confidence, find it on any one of the sources out there on our website, buy some of our t-shirts to support our operations here, but better yet, just get out there and, and, and be a good American, right? Embrace your fear and realize that this is part of it, but get out there, make a difference, stand up for what you believe in. Don't throw punches, but just, just calm down. You know, you can be angry, but calm down. Because once it goes to that level, which most likely it's looking like it's going to go, you know, it's up to you to reel it back in, reel your friends back in, reel your family back in. Be able to talk about it like Americans can do. <laughs> be able to compromise. That's my two cents, man. So listen, I'm super stoked you're turning in. I'm super motivated to help you anytime. And I just want you to know that I'm your new swim buddy. So let's get motivated. Ow!